3: It is Friday and that means as always I'm joined by Tony Haggerty. How you doing Tony? I'm
1: very well, Laura, yourself?
3: I'm fine. I forgot to introduce myself there. I'm Laura Bradburn. <laughs> Jim Jim Orr is here as well. Jim, how you doing?
4: Fine, thank you, Laura.
3: Uh, lots to discuss, lots to discuss. As you'll see below, um, before we go any further, we'll just let you know that the draw happened at 11 o'clock UK time this morning for the UEFA U- Europa League uh, group stages. Celtic were drawn in Group uh, G, I think it was, with um, Bayer Leverkusen, Real Batista and Ferenc So plenty to discuss there, which we will get to. But before we do that, uh, we'll go back to last night and what was rather, uh, well, a night that wasn't good for the heart, let's put it that way. And Jim, I'll come to you first on that. What were your What were your overall thoughts of the of the game against Alkmaar and the fact that we essentially just scraped our way through in the end?
4: I think we said this last week, the tie wasn't over. They're a really good team. I think they showed that last night. Uh, just delighted to be through. Don't care who we play in this group stages. Uh, we were chatting a second ago, and Tony said, we're well, do a wee bit of luck. Now we're, do you a wee bit of luck. I thought, I thought the back four... And the goalkeeper were absolutely fantastic. And notwithstanding the mistake Hart makes and Starfelt makes. But in terms of the art of defending, tackling, putting your head against balls, shape, set pieces, all that stuff, I thought we were really, really good. It's when we put it's when we start to play the ange ball but bit, it gets a bit hairy. And I talked about it's kind of heart attack football. So after five minutes, you think it's Joe Heart Attack Football here. Don't <laughs> and I can't be the only one who was sitting there last night, must have shouted 20, 30 times, Hoof it, get rid of it. But we kept playing the way we were playing. And it's a dangerous game. But we managed to survive having made a couple of silly mistakes. And I player could miss kick a ball at any point in time. I thought Stafford was really good. I thought he came on to a game. Because you have to be mentally tough when you make those kind of mistakes so early in the game with so much at stake. thought they were great. Ralston, again, set the goal up. I mean, it was his quick ball that mm-hmm. kind of set away a badder. It was his ball that, for me, made it. And um, Montgomery coming on, 19-year-old kid. Outstanding. Welsh, solid as usual. Uh, so I thought the, the back four and the goalkeeper won us the game last night. I got us through last night. The midfield were were very, very quiet. The quietest Tom Roderick's been all season. Uh, Abada, apart from setting up the goal, didn't contribute. Kyogo was, was very quiet as well. Ryan Christie, I thought was good. Uh, put yourself about as he always does. Uh, but Overall, having seen that team last week up close... Uh, I said last week I wouldn't be surprised if we went to extra time last night uh, but also said that I don't matter if we lose playing badly as long as we get through uh, I don't mind if we if we win playing badly on Sunday as long as we win and uh, at this stage of the season I think it's about winning games because about a few weeks ago we went away in Europe dominated the game uh, scored the first goal and lost 2-1 and for a lot of Celtic fans were an absolute meltdown and last night we go away we scored the first goal we lose 2-1 didn't play particularly well but we're all happy because it's results and although we like to see the Ange ball and the 6-0, 6-0 games it's about winning, as long as we win great and if we can get the Ange ball on top of that even better
3: Yeah, I'm going to ask you to be the referee here Tony and get your thoughts on it because uh, Jim said that he thought the uh, the defence got us through and I think in the second half they did uh, sure up in the second half and find their footing and I think that is essentially what got us through but there's a lot of people that would say, myself included, that it was them that got us in the trouble we were in in the first place. The star felt on goal, um, Hart having the mess up that he did for the for the first AZ goal. They are showing the naivety still, aren't they? Even if they are sort of starting to find their feet.
1: First and foremost, what I will say is what a marvellous achievement it is to get into the Europa League group stages from four weeks ago right from where the club was four weeks ago and from where Ange was and where everybody thought we were going to be. So it's a a fantastic achievement. And the names you see there, I'm like Jim, doesn't matter who you draw, it's just wonderful to be there. We earned our luck last night, but like Mm -hmm. you, like you, our defence and our midfield put us under pressure last night by playing or trying to play the Ange ball. And Russell Boyce and myself, we're sick of saying it, but you have to adapt in certain situations. Jim said it there, play football at times. But there are there are times when we could have knocked it into space to Abada or tried to find Kyogo, you know, in corners and just give themselves a breather. But they tried to play football too many times last night at the wrong time. And I think Jim's right. I think the experience of Hart got us through because he had a couple of good saves that kind of redeemed them. After his mistake, eh, people tell me that Starfelt come onto a game, but I'm kind of right, but his mistake puts us under the pressure that we ended up under. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's a it's an amateur mistake for a, an international. It's a similar mistake to the one he made at Towncastle. When he tried to the ball, you know, he went for a volley there that was non-existent, where if he was spatially <laughs> aware, he would have known what to do and then succeeded, and, and, and he swiped at the ball, and it came off He's the shin of his other leg and went in the net. You know, and after, after 26 minutes, that tie has flipped on its head. You know, and, Just then...
3: just just while you're on, Starfield, Tony, I'll, I'll put this team... I, I was sitting watching the game with my brother last night, and he obviously has much more uh, experience actually playing 11-a-side uh, football than me, and played it to a decent level as a teenager, um, he said what he can't believe about Starfield, uh aside from the own goal, was even when he's passing the ball across the back or passing the ball into the midfield, he doesn't seem to know how to select the correct pass, whether to side foot it, whether to put it in the air, whether to put the laces through it. I mean, he's shown a lot of basic sort of lack of knowledge, is he not?
1: Well, I don't know if it's a lack of knowledge, but he certainly looks uncomfortable playing ball doesn't he? He's he's one that's not got to grips with it. You know, and I'm of the opinion defend first, work on finesse later. You know you know my thoughts on that. I've said it a lot many times on this programme. But uh, Jim said to me that he he came onto a game and started winning headers, and that's been pointed out to me by a few people because I was quite stingy in my marks for Starfelt. <laughs>
4: I also I also just to clarify what I said earlier. When they were defending, they were defending really well. When they started to play Ange ball, they struggled. Yeah, yeah. Because well, because I don't think they're the best players to play Ange ball, but Angie's telling them to do that. Yeah, yeah, so if just telling that. them to hit the ball across the back and, and take touch and stuff like that, they're not doing that because they want to do it. They're doing that yeah. because they're getting told to do it. And yeah. that's why we've had the chat over yeah, the past the few weeks to oh, see course. whether we think felt is an, is is an Ange-type player. And we don't really know. That. and I think Andrew's going to bring his own types of players in I thought the thing is if you're a defender and you and you miss kick a ball the chances are something bad will happen um, and you said Eddie played really well last night I think he did play really well but he gave the ball away quite a lot of times as well you can give the ball away a lot of times as a centre forward and there is no consequences and I just felt last night when it came to putting in tackles in terms of the shape of the team putting your head where it's going to hurt organisational wise I thought the defence did really well hurt you know these things happen. The staff felt, think thing—he missed kicks the ball, but I don't think they cut his open very often last night, and that was down to good shape, I think. In my opinion, I, I think we did really, really well because the midfield—I don't think so they did the that
1: much. the boy to set up for free one, the kind of cut his open, and the boy must had the old chance, but that was over
4: the course of ninety minutes.
1: Yeah, no, but listen, to the restricting them to
4: two or three chances, uh, I thought was really, really good, given how how young that defence is as well self-inflicted wounds they scored from... The of, course, and, of course, you know, of course, of course. Know, so, you, you
1: take that on board and, you know, you go 3-0 up in two minutes over the tie, you know, you,
4: it could have been a lot more comfortable. What's of that course. Should, I, you know, it should have been, let's be honest. I also think, yeah, I also think, in the first leg, the save by heart changed the game.
1: Yeah. And then up. last
4: night, yeah. the, the heart mistake could have changed the whole tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as you said, we got a wee bit of luck, managed yeah, to get we, through... And I think over the, over the two legs, they were slightly the better team over the two legs. To so actually manage to get through against a team who are a bit better than you, that's a, that's a huge achievement. Yeah. And also,
1: uh, I don't think you can underestimate the pass that Anthony Ralston played to Abada for the opening goal. Absolutely, yeah.
4: Fantastic,
1: yeah. Wilson, yeah. uh, uh, if, if uh, Danny Alves plays that, you know, you're, you're raving about it. It's a fantastic pass. I mean, it is the definition of a defence splitter. Because mm-hmm. you knew what was going to happen when Abaddon got the ball. Because you saw Kyogo running in and you knew Celtic were going to score. And Ryan Christie was waiting there if, if he wasn't going to get it as well. All he had to do was do what he did. You know, it was a classic Ange Ball goal. You know, just a, a quick, slick, scintillating, attacking, you know, fast-breaking, attacking move. You know, and they caught it. right. And then Anthony Ralston's contribution in that, as Jim said, has made that goal. The rest's easy. Because once you set a winger away and he's looking up when he's seen a centre-forward who's lightning, you just play the right pass, you know, and you didn't surprise that it ended up in the net. And also as well, Adam Montgomery coming in, and he was under a lot of pressure, Adam Montgomery, down that side, but he did well. And I like to what Jim said, Ryan Christie helped him because <coughs> he kept digging in and, and he was full of running and full of energy. And then when he was switched, when Edward came on, and Rogic was taken off. Ryan Christie also played better, you know. So, as you say, they they earned their luck last night, Celtic, because despite shooting themselves in the foot, they did eventually defend well. Because they've won through the tie, and it doesn't matter how you do it. Celtic are in Group G alongside Bayer Leverkusen, Real Betis, and Farras, and that's the bottom line.
3: Yeah, and Stone Cold says so, as they say. Um, A couple of comments on YouTube. Thank you for commenting everybody on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, uh, LinkedIn. We're on eight different uh, locations. You can catch us on all of them. Please like and subscribe on YouTube especially, and you can win another uh, giveaway. Uh, We've got some framed... it's got a friend uh, Fratelli's um, presentation for sales of one of their albums that is on the giveaway. If you go on to uh, Paul John Dykes' Twitter for the month of August, have a look at that. A couple of comments coming up on YouTube that I wanted to raise. Uh, Robot Rock says, Are you ever happy, Laura? I'm happy you're watching the show, Robot. Thanks very much for tuning in. Uh, William Peden on YouTube says, Starfelt was not an Ange pick. And that kind of picks up on on something you said, Jim, and, and I did want to raise with you. Um Starfelt doesn't look comfortable playing Ange ball and yet we're led to believe he was an Ange pick. Um, uh, Liam Scales has kind of almost fully been announced as a Celtic signing. Uh, I think given the history of Ange's football knowledge, I wouldn't assume that a a defender from Shamrock Rovers would have been one of his first picks. I wouldn't assume that James McCarthy is an Ange pick. Do you see a, a kind of... A divide between what are definitely Ange signings like Furuhashi and Abada and and ones like Starfelt and Scales and McCarthy that definitely aren't?
4: I think it's a really good question. Uh, i said before, time is Ange's enemy. He needs bodies in just now. And it's whether Ange can wait to get these other guys in, maybe he wants, maybe he kind of needs must. And I mentioned in previous weeks getting kind of experienced, battle hardened guys in. And I think. Hart and Starfield whether people thought they were good last night I thought those those were the guys with those kind of qualities that get you through those kind of games last night Uh, I think we've had this question in the past the Neil Lennon Peter Law who's signing whom type thing Uh, we've all mentioned the Starfield thing that he doesn't look particularly comfortable so that makes you think is he an Ange signing or, or not who knows what goes on behind the scenes? Uh, it's a very complex business trying to get players. Who's to know that, that Ange tried to sign two or three players and couldn't get them for whatever reason? And so, oh, it looks okay. Let's just get him in. Uh, you'd like to think Ange's getting. The f-. One would assume Ange's getting the final say and all the players, but it could be that it's other people that's bringing players to him, as opposed to Ange coming up with ideas and saying, "Let's go for this guy." Uh, and I think it will take maybe. One or two more transfer windows before he gets all his guys in. Having qualified last night, and I don't think the money is particularly all that much more than what the Europa Conference League will be. I think we have be interesting in four or five days ahead uh, to get some players in the door. And it's a very complex business. We want guys out the door as well. So hopefully, he can bring in a couple of Ange players that can play his system because I, I've said in the past, or I've said some things in the past, and people have said you're very negative. I'm not negative about any. Celtic players. I think Ralston was outstanding last night. Uh but can you get a better player than Rolston? Of course you can. Uh Greg Taylor's coming for, you know uh some of the Blue Boys against Greg Taylor. I've never said Greg Taylor's a, a bad player. He, to play for Scotland and Celtic and Scotland, he has to be a big, good player. But you know, he's maybe not the biggest player, he's maybe not at the best pace. So are you happy with that or do you want somebody who's a bit bigger who can help with set pieces, who's a bit more pace, who help up front? You would tend to go for the latter. So uh to answer the question, eh, I'm not so sure Starfield is an Ange signing. It's maybe somebody we've had on the radar for a wee while. Maybe the opportunity came along. He needed a body. He's an experienced guy. He's battle-hardened. Get him in, he'll do the job. But maybe just avoid him when they're playing Ange ball. Maybe play it from <laughs> Ralston to Taylor to Wales to Taylor to Ralston. <laughs> Miss out Starfield altogether. Just let him... Put in the headers think, and put in the tackles. Let's <laughs> just let him defend. Aye, aye. Aye, hoof aye yeah. hoof
3: <laughs> I think that's. I think that's fair, and I think uh, I certainly don't see in Starfield, for example, what Ange must see in players to uh, to make him a, a worthwhile signing. But Tony, I wanted to look a bit at the at the midfield as well. They, they seem to be completely missed out for a lot of the game last night. You know, you talk about the ball from Ralston to Abada. It was a fantastic pass, but it was. It was kind of symptomatic of the way that we played, I think, wasn't it? That, that you know, we we very much were going from back to front and missing out the middle. And I think that was maybe part of the reason we couldn't get a foothold in the game for so long.
1: You, When the change was made, you could have taken any of your midfielders off last night, really, couldn't you? Possibly mm-hmm. with the exception of Christy, who was probably shading it. The better of the, the midfield four, shall we say, But McGregor, Turnbull, Rogic, certainly, when that board was being held up, it was one of those three, wasn't it? As the number one audio company,
0: iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. It's the Marketer's Report. Not just a media company. iHeart Media is
1: your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Now, you didn't think you would take off the skipper. Turnbull, you know, can shoot from 25, 30 yards quite accurately. So we kept on for that. But the game bypassed the three of them. Or they tried to play football against a team that just pressed them and closed them down and knew they were going to try and play football. So they were anticipating uh, their every ball and every pass. You know, in, even at times when Callum McGregor, who's usually calm and composed and reassured, you know, at times you just thought to yourself, well, knock into a channel, Callum. They know you're going to try and play it to Logic or Turnbull or, or Christie, you know, so that's why it wasn't working. You know, and it took that substitution for Edward to, get, to come on for the ball to stick. Jim said, yeah, he gave the ball away a couple of things, but certainly Celtic's shape was better. When Roger, sorry, when Roger went off and Edward came on, the ball was sticking. They started to make advances into the Altmar half, and for the last half an hour, were comfortable because Jim said they may be tired a bit, but you made them go long, and they wanted to do the high press. But you started to play a bit of football. You got a foothold in the game, which had largely bypassed the midfielders. But after the hour mark, McGregor came into it. Turnbull came into it a wee bit. Christie was, was more of a force and then Edward kind of gave a, a lesson in how you kind of play striker in Europe, you hold it up, you play guys in and Abada, who Jim said, had a pure game he had a couple of lazy, sloppy passes that could have played Edward in one and one, you know, and these things can make a difference, you know, you you have to get that right, you know uh, as I say but Celtic got through in the end, but as much as they scored a, a wonderful goal, there was a, a lot that didn't function. And it was your tried and tested middle to front that didn't function, strangely enough, uh, last night. And that was kind of... I think there was a wee awakening in terms of the Ange ball that it ain't going to work every time. And when it doesn't work and you're put under pressure by like that by better teams, then you can suffer. you know. But despite the fact that the goals that against us were gifted by Celtic, you know, they were still kind of second to a lot of balls last night. You know, up, up until the hour mark, they were kind of second best, weren't they? Without actually being totally uh, outplayed. You know, I mean, Hearts had a couple of good saves, you know. so But A.Z. Alkmao were a tidy, slick outfit. And it's the best team Celtic have played this season. And they won't come up against many teams of that calibre. You know, but they, they, they held their own over two legs. You know, proofs the pudding, Celtic are through. So, you know, that, that that I think that was a real gauge and a real test. And they've come through it. You know, there, there is stuff you can be negative about, but the positive is that they've came through it and they'll learn from it. They will get better. But getting better means bringing in players that are comfortable playing this system. And they have a few days to do that. But I think, as Jim says, they're probably have to wait until after the, the January window. But they might try and get them. I mean, i are going to have to try and get a couple of players in and Ange-type players, because he'll see that for himself, the, the same things that we're seeing.
3: Yeah, I think uh, Tony raises a good point there, Jim. Uh, Edward has come in for a lot of stick, partly because there there's an assumption amongst uh, a lot of supporters that he wants out the door. Um, there's also, you know some dissatisfaction which I've seen as well uh, uh, with his performances but I think last night as Tony said, as you've said, um, as people in the comments are saying he provided that bit of experience, that bit of calm, that that ability to put his foot on the ball and, and as Tony said make it stick up top that just took the pressure off the midfield and the defence for the last half an hour. It was probably the key decision that got us over the line in the end I think.
4: Yeah, I would say so, yeah. I think they run out of steam maybe after an hour and then i stay changing the shape a wee bit and we looked a lot more solid. And I just to go back to the Starfield Christian, I was just thinking there when we were chatting there, I think if Neil Beaton hadn't raised his hand in that Michelin game, Beaton is an ideal Ange player because he's good on the ball. Maybe he's not the best defender in the world. I think Ayer would have been a good Ange player, not the best defender, but good on the ball. Uh, just just to finish that one. I'd like to see you sign a big, a big physical player up front. Uh, who can do what Edward did last night. You know, big target man, get the ball, hold it up, play people in, etc. So Hopefully, I would like to see you sign somebody like that. I'd like to see Kyogo playing off a big physical guy. And that's the other thing about last night. Even though people like me are shouting hoof it, you know if you hoof it, it's coming straight back because Kyogo ain't going to win anything in the air. So so that's why we play the Ange ball, because if, if it works, it works really well when we've taken two or three players, their players out of the game, we've got the ball, we're in the there half something's gonna happen. So I also said a few weeks ago, Andy has to play two two different types of games. There's games at Celtic Park and there's games away from Celtic Park. And at Celtic Park, wide open spaces, fantastic surface, sixty thousand fans behind you, completely different game to going away from home with maybe a smaller pitch, maybe not a good surface. Their fans been there. So I mean we've played I must what, three competitive Away games and haven't won, haven't won anyone, any of them yet. So, no, that's a concern. But we're blowing teams away at Celtic Park, and I just think we have to do something a wee bit different. So maybe when we do play away for home, maybe we're going to bring in a James McCarthy or a Sorrow or a, a Beto, or somebody into the middle of the park. And maybe we do need a little bit more physicality up front because, as I said, Kyogo was, you know, apart from his fantastic goal, you know, wasn't watching the game last night. Uh, so we certainly need someone else and uh, and I know everyone's has kind of mixed views of Eddie and he did do well last night. It's just for me, he, he, he's still not the Eddie of 18, 19 months ago where you think he's going to score tonight, he's going to score two or three tonight, he's going to do all sorts of stuff, he's going to nutmeg people. For whatever reason, to me, he just doesn't seem to be at that kind of level yet. And maybe it's a different system or whatever, but uh, I think we need to sign... Somebody with a bit of uh, physicality before the deadline. Uh, we need that, I think.
3: Yeah, I think that was one of the reasons that uh, the Thomas on deal uh, sort of uh, dying a death was disappointing for me because I think he would have been the ideal type of person that you're looking for to play off of or for a Furihashi to play off of, I should say. Um, Tony, looking ahead, the... the the draws obviously as, as is listed there below was done this morning we've got bayer leverkusen real Betis, ferenc faros probably one of the tougher groups uh, that ha- was drawn um how much do you know apart from ferenc faros who obviously we've got recent experience with how much do you know about bayer leverkusen and real Bratis? what what kind of pedigree do you think they have to produce a to produce a tie that's going to make it difficult for us
1: I think Bayer Leverkusen hammered it. Borussia Mönchengladbach recently, didn't they?
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, and Borussia Mönchengladbach came to Celtic Park a couple of years ago and gave you a, a bit of a lesson, didn't they? You know, so you just know any Bundesliga team is, you know, they're, they're usually top notch. And Bayer Leverkusen went to Ibrox and defeated Rangers three-one, <coughs> uh, uh, not that long ago. So you just know that they're going to be well drilled, you know, efficient and they're good, they're pretty clinical, you know, so that, that's obviously, the, that's the, they're the top seeds in the group, so for a reason, you know, they're always there or thereabouts in Germany, competing for, for honours and Silverware, so that's a tough, tough game, but you know what, as Jim said, I, I think at home, Celtic can be a match for anybody at home, and I include the Germans in that, you know, and you, you'd like to think they'd be able to beat Ferenc Farros home and away, You know, but that's, you know, we'll soon see. Real Betis' said Celtics' record in Spain is not the greatest, is it? You know, we we always seem to come a cropper against Spanish sides. But, uh, you know, it's, I'm of the opinion that, you know, yeah, it might look on paper a tough group, but it could have been tougher. You know, our our main aim was to, to get there and be there. We are a work in progress, we'll keep improving. Uh, as we go along this season, and by the time these games come around, you know, we'll, we'll be we'll be improving gradually. So, I think we'll be more than a match for all of these teams, and we will be able to compete. You know, if you asked me that four weeks ago and said you're going to be drawing a group like this, you know, I would have been like, oh no, no way. But, you know, now you're, you're seeing things are happening, and yeah, I, you know, it's easy to pick the bones out of last night and be be negative in terms of some of the parts of the performance. But the huge, huge positive is that they're they're through. This is where we wanted Celtic to be. You know, the Champions League tie we all said was going to come too early. And it was just the kind of, the way we lost to a bang average day side that everybody thought, you know, if you were to play them now, you would put them out. You would beat them home and away. You know, but we're not playing them now, so we're, we're falling into this tournament and we got as hard a, a tie as we could have faced in the playoff round, and we've come through that. So let's accentuate that positive, and also say that by the time these ties come around, we might have a few more players in. Angeball might we might be more comfortable playing that kind of style, and I think we'll be more than a match for them. And we advance through the group. I'm looking at it, and I don't. It's not. It's not a group to fear, is it? No, I wouldn't say There's difficult games, but you don't feel empty in that group because I think you feel confident in the fact that you can give as good as you get. You know, and, that, and that's, that's my thoughts on it. I, I, I looked at it and, you know, it's not a group of death. Let's put it that way.
3: Well, Snick67 on uh, Twitch says three out of four teams are playing in green and white, so that's a beautiful thing in and of itself. Jim, I think I think the the main thing that I found from the draw was, uh, and that was refreshing, was you know, and this is kind of a very privileged problem to have, but being around European football as we have been for for so uh, many years, you know, you come up against the same teams over and over again: Benfica, Villarreal, uh, Leon. AC Milan, uh, Barcelona, you know, we've they, they're just a few of the teams that we've drawn repeatedly in our groups and in our, our qualifier ties. It's kind of refreshing to be going into a group where, Ferran Svaros aside, we're, we're playing two teams who we've not got a lot of experience playing. just gives us something different to look forward to, does it not?
4: I think in any cup competition, I'd always want to play weak teams because you want to go as far as you can and, and if you want to play the bigger teams, hopefully you get into the later stages, then you play the big teams. Uh I've got no great knowledge of European football at all, apart from the fact that they're a German team and a Spanish team, they must be half decent and a Hungarian team not as good as the other two. Uh, we're a we're a we're a we're a pot two team. Uh can we get second place? Of course we can get second place. Uh I think that group's wide open. We wouldn't win it, we could end up last. Who knows? It's just good being there. I'm a, I i yeah. was first who we got. Uh uh as you said, Tony, Parkhead. Celtic Park, you know, we should be a match for anyone. Uh, we could beat those three teams at Celtic Park. We could, if we, if we, if we nick three points at Ferris Varus and get a point at Real Betis, then that's the second. Not a problem. Move on. I just think that uh, we'll be in a far different place in four or five weeks' time. Of yeah. we'll a better idea of what we're like, never mind what they're like, of we'll a better idea of what we're like. You know, and I think it's a bit of a journey, this one, and every, we're, we're taking steps in this Ange journey. And every every, every game we're learning something new and what was good about last night. I thought we learned a lot last night. I thought we could have spent the complete hour today talking about last night and all the things that came out of last night, the good stuff and the stuff that maybe wasn't so good. Uh, and I kind of felt that we're always going to lose daft goals playing the Ange system. We lost some daft goals last night, but still left to tell the tale, still manage to get through the game. I'd you hate know, to lose a... A game one 0 but one of those you know daft passes in the back four. So, so that was good. We lost some stupid goals, but we still, you know, left to tell the tale. As I said, I think we win a completely different place in four or five weeks' time. I think Angie's done a remarkable job in the however, however long he's been here—seven, eight weeks. Give another four or five weeks. Also, the fact at this stage of the season, the games are coming thick and fast. We're going to get an international break coming up, and hopefully, not as many games. I don't think the European games start until. Is at the end of next month mm-hmm. so that gives Ange a bit of time on the training pitch and obviously he's a kind of hands-on guy which which Neil Lennon wasn't so I think the more time Ange gets on the training pitch the better the team are going to be the less games that they play uh, the higher the intensity they can play as well so I think we'll be in a completely different place and I didn't really mind who we got uh, because we put all, all the really big teams are in the Champions League so we're not getting as you said, AC Milan or Barcelona. And that's not to say these teams aren't very, very good teams, because if are in the German league and in the Spanish league, you must be half decent. But uh, I'm just looking forward to the games. And I think after the, the 18, 19 months we had of not going to football, I think, you know, people loved that game last week. I said, after the Thursday night, it was a fantastic game. Two teams going head-to-head. And what I think you also find with these games, unlike games in Scotland, that those three teams ain't going to come to Celtic Park and part the bus. They're going to be open, expansive games. They're going to be good to watch. And uh, I don't know if they're evenly matched teams, but certainly we're not playing against teams who we should beat or who we should thrash. These will be good competitive games, exciting, and they will all sell out. And after that 19 months that we've been through, I think the fans will just be desperate to to go to see them. And hopefully uh, the Celtic board are sensible about how much they charge for these games. Nothing ridiculous. Nothing ridiculous.
3: I hope so I hope if they have control over the pricing and stuff like that they they give us fair pricing so that uh families and uh supporters who don't otherwise manage to get to the games can get along as well as the season ticket holders who obviously will have to pay more on top of their season tickets to get to these games so um but hopefully it's all fairly done, and as you say we can we can see some good games at Celtic park um thanks everybody for watching on facebook youtube twitter twitch everywhere that we are um broadcasting today. Uh, Apologies for my microphone. I think some people in the chat were saying it was a bit hot. Uh, I'm doing what I can. I swear I haven't touched a thing when I came on this morning but sometimes these things have a mind of their own. Uh, Strange Love the Doctor said on YouTube that it's a chance to make new friends in Europe with these new teams that we're playing and you can make new friends with a state of mind if you come (laughs) and watch our live shows. You can chat to everybody in the the chat. You see the same names every week which uh, grows every week as well which is great to see. And lots of people coming back. We love having you uh, in the chat on the shows uh, and interacting with us in that way. It's really appreciated. Okay. We've reached the halfway point in the show and that means only one thing. Time to look ahead to the weekend that's to come. I'm going to come back to you, Jim, on this first. We're going to Ibrox, uh to play a Rangers team supposedly decimated by COVID. I'm not sure those who wrote the word decimated understands what it means, but... Um, they are going to be weakened in some uh, sort of key areas and certainly be missing some key players if we're led to be believing that. How much of a role do you think that plays in us having a better chance of doing something at the weekend or or is it a case of, as Ange says, sticking to our game and playing our game?
4: I don't think it matters at all. I think come Sunday, I think their team will be very strong. I think uh, I don't subscribe to a lot, a lot of Celtic fans. I'll say we will go there and win easily they're a good team they're a solid unit they've had a wee wobble uh, tough tough game uh, I think if we're putting a game at Celtic Park I'd be very confident I think home advantage might be a big issue come Sunday uh, they've got players who could hurt us uh, I'm not trying to be negative I just think it's a tough tough game uh, I don't know who's out for them if you go back to this time well, not, if you go back to the first Glasgow Derby last year uh, we were missing Eddie who was a, who at that time as a our star player Van Christie was out who was the form player at the time and with Dale Hammond and Beaton out as well so if they've Tavernier out young boy Parsons is meant to be a bit of a world beater so you know is that, is, that, is that like for like if you lose a goalkeeper McGregor's outstanding so then if they bring in someone else that gives a wee bit of a better chance but I think they're just dead solid and I think most of the players are going to be there come Sunday. So I wouldn't read too much into that. And with fifty thousand of their own fans backing them and no Celtic fans in the stadium, uh I know it's not there's, there's no lines in the lines then, but it's a bit of a lines then <laughs> come Sunday. And if we thought we were stressed out having heart attacks last night watching Ange Ball, goodness knows what Sunday's gonna be like when then uh, when staff gets gets the ball. Who fit who so I think it's gonna be a tough, tough game. And uh, Sunday. I think everyone has to be on their game, you know, eight nines out of tens to to pick up Tony's marking system. (laughs) Everyone has to contribute. No daft mistakes, no miss kicks, no goalkeeping uh, uh, rushes of blood to the head. We get chances, we take chances, we're confident, we play on the ball. If we do all that stuff, then no reason why we can't win. But uh, the head says, I think it's going to be a difficult game. And I said at the start, is... uh, a few weeks ago if we came out of the end of August no more than three points behind I'd be delighted with that uh, the heart says I think we'll win the head says we might lose I'm going to go in the middle I think we'll get a point I think I'll end up two each an open game and I'd be happy with that
3: Russell's playing about with the buttons in the background. He's getting transit. Come up here. It was Angie's tactics that beat Az two 0 at Celtic Park. Could have been three. We just need to sort out the defence. And I think that's the key thing. I think I think that's what you were alluding to, Jim. There about a draw. But we're as likely to concede at the moment as we are to score. Kind of thing. Tony, what, what are your uh, thoughts on on looking ahead at, at how we manage to? Uh, engage with this team, especially considering, as as Jim says, there are going to be no fans in the stadium. How big of a difference will that make for us?
1: I think that's a a huge difference but you have to just go and blank that out. You know, most players say they don't hear the crowd. Celtic players are going to not have to hear the crowd on Sunday if they can can manage it, you know, and blank it out somehow. But I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. You know, I, I agree with Jim I think Rangers will have a strong team out, possibly their strongest team. I don't read much into these things because there's new rules concerning COVID regarding players and stuff. So Rangers will have as close to the strongest team, if not their strongest team, out in the Park on Sunday. That, that that's fine. Can Celtic go there and win? Of course they can go there and win. As Jim says, got to compete. If you go there and compete and play the football that you're capable of and the football that was that we've witnessed domestically and in the first. Play Against Azad Altma, then of course they can win. You know, there's there's, there's no reason why they can't. You know, but uh, Rangers are a solid side. You know, they're good. And, they've, and as Jim said, they're good players that can hurt you. So you have to be guarded against that. You know, you, you, you have to, as you know, every player has to win. You know, it's that whole thing about winning their individual battles. So you know, they have to do that. But conversely, Celtic have got players that can hurt Rangers. And I think, (laughs) you know, from middle to front, you know, domestically, they've looked pretty imperious. So you've got this chance to go to Ibrox in that stage and show how good they are. You know, but I think there's a different mindset now. A few weeks ago, Celtic won a really relishing trip to Ibrox, you know, and they were saying, oh, we'll take a draw if we can. Now a lot of fans are saying we can turn them over. I don't subscribe to that either. I just think if they can go there and record any kind of win, it would be great. You know, uh, I just think that it was a tough, tough game. You know, and uh, on the back of another tough test that they've come through, and there's no reason to suggest that they can't come through another possibly tougher test on Sunday. But you've got to go there, and everything has to has to be top notch. As Jim says, eight, eight, and nines. We have to really put in a shaft. and you know, can they play Ange Ball at Ibrox and be successful? We'll find out. You know, and I I also think that if uh, I would play Eddie alongside Kyogo, right? You know, uh, the team that finished last night I'd been climbed well, with the a section of Montgomery. You know, depends you got a, a call to make there. You know, it might be. Too big a game for a young guy like Montgomery, but I'd certainly play Kyogo alongside Eddie uh, on Sunday. You know, uh, maybe Tom Roger could be the man to miss out in the midfield, you know, and finish with that, that midfield. As I say, the big call you're probably going to have is, uh, you know, do you, do you throw scales in straight away if he's here and he's signed, you know, for, for Montgomery? If Greg Taylor, who looks as if it's in a Nasty shoulder injury he's got might not recover in time, you know. So if that's the case, then that's maybe the, the change you make. But yeah, I I would feel a lot more confident if he played Eddie alongside Kyogo on Sunday in the starting lineup. That's yeah, not the thoughts. I don't know if that might go against other thoughts, but I, I think it's it's the way Celtic can probably exploit Rangers because I, I don't think they're fantastic at the back. Mm-hmm. never put them under any great pressure last season but I think this team is capable of putting their back line under pressure and yeah. enjoy from it
3: I think I think looking at the comments coming through there's a kind of 50-50 and I think we reflect it here in that for me personally I would rather see, see us go with Abada and Christy out wide and Kyogo will go through the middle um, you and some of the, the listeners I see Smixus sixty seven on on Twitch and uh, some others saying that they're in agreement with you that Eddie should be up front and and Keogu out left the way we finished the match against Naze Dalkmar. Um, Jim, what's your thoughts on that? What what side do you fall on in terms of the debate for for Sunday about Eddie versus Kyogo through the middle and how that works?
4: I mean, your side, Laura. Uh, Two went the good guys. Uh, no, I think <laughs> uh, I think Keogh was wasted in that left wing. Mm. Uh, I thought the a game last week. Watching the game, he, he, he was getting frustrated out there. He kept coming inside quite a lot, and he was another thing I kind of noticed about. It, he, he, he keeps flinging himself into tackles he doesn't have to do. And I'm just concerned he gets injured and may get booked for, for things like that. So, so I'd like to see him through the middle. If it was the Eddie of 19 months ago, he's a first pick in the team. But I just think Eddie, as I said, for whatever reason just Isn't it there a lot of the Glasgow derbies tend to be one in the middle of the park? Uh, and we're a very offensive middle of the park, so you know, does he make a change in there to bring in somebody like a Sorrow or McCarthy if he's fit or doesn't have Covid or or even near Beaton, maybe somebody like that, just to maybe make that mean no. change? Because, uh, no,
1: no we Beaton nowhere near that team, Jim. I think, no, no, I think
4: as we've all kind of said, maybe sometimes it's a kind of horses for courses, and that's why. I keep talking about the time being the enemy thing. You know, if we get a of Ibooks with a point, I think that's okay. Uh, it's going to be a hard-fought point to get the point up. To get anything out of the game is going to be hard-fought. Uh, Abada not been too good last night. Uh, is James Forrest anywhere near fit? As are? Is, that, is that a longer-term thing? Uh, uh, I've,
3: not, I've not seen anything. I'm surprised to see him not more involved than he has been. Tony, I don't know if you know much about his, his fitness situation at the
1: moment. But, you know, Abaddon made one telling contribution last night, and that was uh, for the goal, you know. It's what he brings. Mm-hmm. I mean, he accelerated onto that ball like lightning, and his ball across was just pinpoint accuracy, you know, and he's, he's been playing well, Abaddon.
4: Well, I think he's a good player. I mean, I think no, he's know, a no, very well, good I'm, player, but I think he's
1: not, a... Yeah, he's can have a bad day at the office. He wasn't alone last night, and no being great, you know, so uh I would. Uh, i still be inclined to keep Abada in the starting lineup because domestically he's been very good, you know. So I just think you know guys can have an off game in terms of the high standards that they've set. And I think that that afflicted Abada last night, but he, he wasn't alone, you know. so No, no, I think uh,
4: he's a, he's only 19, and he and, yeah. he's, and and he's playing wide, and then wide players do go through. I mean, they're, they're not going to be great every single game, some games it just didn't work out for you. Uh, I just wondered because it's Cybrooks and if Forrest is fit, whether you maybe Ange would be inclined to go with Forrest. And maybe as you mentioned, maybe leave something like Tom Rodgick out and bring in a a more defensively minded player. Does he does he does he change things around a wee bit? Don't know. And it's a bit that if you do play Eddie up front, then you could go long. You know, if the ange ball isn't working, then we can try and mix up a little bit. That's get, that's getting back to a lack of physicality up front that well, well, we can well, need to play the ange ball because of the team we have. There's a familiarity with Forest, though
1: I think Abad is more of an unknown quantity that can trouble Rangers more. You know, uh, in in my opinion, you know, mm. I, you know, Rangers have played Forest before, and you know, he has scored a couple of goals against them, but they've, they've genuinely known how to play him. So Abad is something a bit different, and he's quite fast and can accelerate away from players and stuff like that. So I would be inclined to, to keep keep Abad, uh, even if Forest is fitting, maybe have Forest on the bench. To come on at some point and play a part in the game, if he if he's fit enough.
3: Yeah, I think I think that's the thing, and and it's one of the things that's actually encouraging to to listen to, uh, given the position we were in a few weeks ago. You know, we're we're talking about although we need bodies, and we're talking about. Slight disagreements on what choices we have, and, and the fact that we do have choices to make different options going forward is good to hear. Um, looking at the middle of the park, as Jim said, uh, and I'll come to you on this, Tony McCarthy. Some people might think is a an appropriate option to maybe um, have some some metal in the middle of the park where where a lot of the game is won. Do you think that's a change that we need to make, or do we do we try and overwhelm them in the first twenty minutes, half an hour, the way we have done with other teams?
1: Yeah, but if that doesn't work then that's when you you know, you have to start thinking of plan B's and stuff and I think last night it was evident that there wasn't a lot of physicality in that midfield last night, was there? No. You know, so we needed someday, a Sorrow or a McCarthy. Personally I would have preferred McCarthy. And I think if you want solidity in there, then McCarthy's your man. You know, so it's gonna to have to come at the expense of a footballer, whether that be Roderick or Turnbull which are probably you're obvious too, because you'll no drop the skipper and Christie's playing out his skin. You know, so if, if that's the kind of thing, but I think there is an argument for physicality in there because we don't have an, an awful lot, but we have got players that can play around teams, you know, that are skillful, technically gifted. And as you say, if the 20 minutes that they have and they can blow teams away and it works, it's great. But when it doesn't work like last night, then you have to start thinking. Okay, who's going to come in there and perform a function for me to get to help us get a result? And I think McCarthy would be that best option if that's what he wants to do. You know, just gives you a bit of solidity there and you know physicality and you know because you know it's going to be a physical battle at Ibrox. You know that from the off. You know your your players will come in for some treatment. You know, Kyogos if the squirrel, Eddie's if he plays. You know, so you know that from the off, you know, because Celtic is, their style is slick. It's pretty scintillating. You know how our team's going to cope with that? <laughs> they're going to mark out your star players for some treatment. I mean, it's no rocket science. You're, they're going to kick you or attempt you, yeah. you know? So, uh, I
3: think I Hugo think knows that already, given the treatment yeah. he's had so
1: far. So, you know, so that's, and you know, I mean, and why wouldn't they? You know, you've got skillful players that can turn out to be better than the opposition. <laughs> they're going to use by all means necessary, and if that means brute force, then they're going to do it. So, you know what kind of game is coming up on Sunday, So, you or you think you do, so you have to sort of try and combat that as well. It's already having football players, but if they're not getting a kick of the ball, you know, and they've been shut down and they've been kicked or whatever, you know, and it's not happening then you have to try and combat that in some shape or form. So, how part of me possibly thinks it could be tailor-made for somebody like McCarthy who is battle-hardened and experienced as Jim says, not Ingrid's Premier League experience and knowledge, so it might be the time for him to step up to the plate and into the the cauldron of Ibrox because it is going to be a place for cool heads and experience and the worry is that it, you know, it it bypasses some people, some players, you know, the their first experience of it. And they maybe get stage fright because there are no Celtic fans here and it is a, a bear pit. You know, that's that's in the back of your mind you're you're hoping that doesn't happen, but you, you think to yourself, don't let it happen, but it, it's it's conceivable. Mm. You know, that's the thing. So you have to sort of guard again and the way you guard against this is maybe picking a horses for courses team.
3: Is that some uh, repairs on Eyebrooks getting done outside one of your windows I can hear?
4: It's me <laughs> something going yeah. on anyway?
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens anyway on Sunday. There's plenty to discuss and plenty to pick
4: over. I think also Laura well. just bought in there, I think. Yeah, Jim. What's, what's 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 different from this game from the previous games we played. You said some like we we come out in the first 20 minutes all guns blazing. They'll come out in the first 20 minutes all guns blazing. So that's going to be different. From what some of these guys have had to face, and I think, and I know it's an old football cliche, you get by the first twenty minutes. And mm. If you're still nil nil after then, then we start playing the football. Then we get a foothold in the game, and then we, and then hopefully we go going to win. But we know what they're, they're going to be like in the first twenty minutes. It's going to be just like all out attack, and just let's let's get through that with some calm heads. And if we have to put balls long into the corner and waste about the time whatever it is, just get through that, and then and then, and then start to build it. And that will be different. And then as Tony said, we need some some kind of older, cooler heads to get through that period to then start playing the football. Yeah. Another thing like I wondered it. whether it was the, the new guy we've signed, could he play left-back? Uh, I think he can, Croatia. yeah.
1: yeah. Well, oh, on, no, no, boy you're right Croatia. Uh, you're super of it, yeah. I
4: think he can. He may be yeah. worth putting in, giving an experienced guy with putting left-back as opposed to taking yeah. a risk on young Montgomery, who was, who was brilliant last night. It's whether you've, you want to throw him into that game or not.
1: Yeah, I think you have to go with your more experienced players, don't you? That's, yeah. that's just, that would be my take on it as yes. well. Me you know, as well, tuition, yeah. You've got creation international there. It, it has to be used. it has to yeah. be deployed in some... Even if it's an unaccustomed role, yeah. you know, he's, still a, he's still a defender. I'd go for that, you know, that as well, yeah. Almost, yeah. you know, so... I would I would be inclined to do that too. Yeah. It's
3: an it's an interesting shout, and we'll, we'll see what happens. It, it might come to fruition, obviously, with Greg Taylor having that shoulder injury. That I was would assume will keep him out of the game on Sunday. Um, to close out the show, and Jim, I'll come to you on this first. Um, I don't really want to go over the the racist incident that happened in regard to Kyogo Furuhashi last last weekend. I, I think as as Ange has alluded to during the week, there's no real debate to be had over that it's wrong and there's a, there should be a line drawn under it as far as that's concerned but one of the interesting talking points that I've seen being raised uh, on various talk shows one of the first ones was uh, BBC Sports Sound was uh, Tom English I was going to mention the other one but I'm not going to bother because as we all know it's not relevant but Tom English uh, raised a point about you know whether uh, he said at the time James, James Tavernier I don't, uh, whether he'll be available or not but whether um, a Rangers player might go over and show a sign of solidarity with Kyogo, much similar to the way uh, Scott Brown did with, with Glenn Kamara last season. Now, not to set you up too much for an answer, Jim, but my, my feeling on that is I don't feel like any of the Rangers players are obliged to do anything. I think the club have taken very swift action as they should have done against the, the people involved. And I think to put a Rangers player under pressure to make a gesture like that not only does it remove a bit of the genuine concern that they might have for the player, but I think it—you know—it can't be directly compared to Scott Brown's because his was done off his own back, and and uh, there would be an element of a Rangers player being pressurised into doing it after what's happened. And equally, then, if he does go and do it, folk will be sort of questioning whether it was a genuine thing to have done. What What are your thoughts on people saying that? that Rangers should be forced into, you know, making a gesture like that?
4: That's a nice, easy question, Laura. Thanks for that (laughs) nice, easy question. Um, Uh, Uh, Racism is no place in football and in society in general. Uh, Incidents that we've seen last week are unfortunate. What happened to Glenn Kamara was unfortunate. I think when you start doing things that may be construed as gestures, where do you stop you know and I think you know things like once upon a time back in the day before you were born Lord we didn't have things like minute silences very often but, but nowadays you know there's, there's much more of them and I'm not saying that's a bad thing but people then turn to judge well should we do this for this should we not do this for that and you start to murky the water a wee bit with this kind of stuff and uh, as I said racism has no place in football at all. Should be stamped out. I thought Rangers were very decisive in what they said. There's no place for this, and they were going to ban the supporters' bus. As far as I'm concerned, that's it. Finished. We move on. Uh, I don't think Yogo, and I'm just guessing here. Obviously, it would be too fussed about anyone from the opposition come over and pat them in the back, or whatever that. I mean, that's a kind of. I think we move on. I think Ange, not for the first time this season, has been superb in terms of how he dealt. With it. you know it's wrong. Stop it and call it out, and move on. And, and yeah, I think if people do do something, people might construe that as being an empty gesture. So let's not bother with with anything that's been dealt with, and we move on. And hopefully, we don't see uh, any more of the same in the future.
3: Yeah, I, 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 I'm t- inclined to agree with you. I appreciate for everybody watching, and there there will be people from all over the world watching. People of all um, different. Ethnicities and things that the 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 ability of three white people sitting and talking about this when when none of us have been unfortunate enough to experience racism is something that uh, that you know we can only have a limited experience and limited knowledge of how we would feel about it. Tony, it's not really about the the racist incident itself. Um, as Jim was saying, it's about the the gestures surrounding it. What what did you make of the the comments that were made? And do you feel like it's a bit of a it's a bit of a no-win situation for a Rangers player in this situation, I guess.
1: I think it's unfair on the likes of Tavernier or any Rangers player that maybe had it in their mind to do what Scott Brown did. Because you see now, they'll question the motives. or you're only doing that because you were forced to do it. You know, I think there are. Uh, football players are quite friendly. You hmm. know, out, out with the, you know, the clubs that they play for, you know, stripping away the jersey. You know, and and I I believe that possibly if if Tavernier or or anyone else for that matter uh, would have wanted to do that, they they would have done it. But would they do it now because they've been kind of, as you say, forced or or backed into a corner about it, you know? I I agree with Jim. The issue's dealt with, moved on. uh, Ange Postacoglu, whose birthday is today, I believe. So we'll say happy birthday to...
3: Happy birthday, Ange.
1: Uh, he dealt with it brilliantly, you know. So we don't need to go over, break over the cause of the incident itself. And Rangers dealt with it swiftly. But I think it's a they put an unnecessary pressure on the Rangers mm. players to actually uh, do a do a gesture, you know. But you, you, let's be honest, footballers are human beings. You know, they get affected by things, and you know the, the football family and all that. The football only footballers can uh, can experience, you know or can uh, empathise with experiences that players have gone through. You know, so I, I would think that Tavernier would probably be one of the first to say to Kyogo, you know, we, we stand behind you, Glen Kamara, for that matter. You know what I mean? But as I say now, there's the, the, the eyes of the world are on this game now, and the eyes of the world are now on the Rangers players to do that. And I, and I, and I think it's unfair, because it strips away the goodness from it. Because even if somebody does do it, then there's going to be the finger of suspicion on it you didn't do it for the right reasons. And that's pretty appalling, actually. Because I think footballers, regardless if you play for Celtic Rangers, Patrick Thistle, Cowdenbeath, you're a human being. Human beings usually do the right thing, in my opinion. You know, I I like to give human beings the benefit of the doubt. Our manager said that himself. It's It's about being a human being. You know, and see if a Rangers player does go up to Kyogo on Sunday and says we stand with you or gives him, you know, shakes his hand or whatever, then I'm going to take the goodness out of it and say thanks very much and fair play to you. You know, and I don't want the scrutiny about it. Whoever steps up to the plate and does that, then great. But see, if none of the players do it, then it, it won't perturb me and I won't be upset by it. You know, but I'd like to think somebody would maybe do it, but it's purely up to them. And I think that they've been put under unnecessary pressure to uh, approach Kyogo and, and shake his hand, you know. But I, I still maintain that footballers, by and large, they are human beings and they're good people.
3: Yeah, and I think uh, I think the other thing to say as well is not everything does need to be done in a public sphere. You know, there's plenty of opportunity for players in this day and age. To communicate out with the public eye and perhaps that's been done and we'll never know about it perhaps it'll be done in the tunnels or in the dressing rooms uh, on the day of the game so yeah I think uh, pointing the finger at anybody and saying they should or shouldn't do this is, is as much of the problem as anything else yeah. so um, yeah I think fair enough if, if, if they do it excellent if they don't do it nothing should be held against them for it because I think it's it's up to individuals how they deal with these things. I
4: think you've also got to question the motivation of the person who raised that in the first place. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's put something in the public domain. You think, well, nobody was bothered about that. Just move on. Because all racists are morons anyway, so you don't give them oxygen. We're going to do another thing that's going to highlight, publicised things. So <clears throat> I'm not sure why somebody would raise that in the first place. And as you said, Laura, for all we know, there's people, all, all, all football players. I, mean, I don't think we can look for to, to football players to be role models for the rest of society. And I'm pretty sure guys like James or whoever might, you know, see Kewo in the tunnel before the game and, and maybe say something to him. And if he does that, then that's fantastic. If he doesn't do that, it doesn't matter anyway. What was done was completely wrong. The have dealt with it very well and you move on.
3: Yeah, I think that's fair to say. And, and again, I just do want to stress the point, you know, we, we're a Celtic podcast, but at the end of the day, Football teams are football teams, and and they're human beings. And I think, I think credit has to be given to Rangers for its the swift and decisive action that they did. Um, to close out the show, we'll go back to disliking them in the way that we normally do in a footballing sense. Of course, Tony, I'll come to you first. Predictions? Are you willing to nail your nail your colours to the mast and and put a score down and a first goal scorer? We'll go for that as well.
1: Oh come on, man! <laughs> <laughs> That's frightening. Uh, do you know what? I'm going to say two-one Celtic Kyogo.
3: Excellent, excellent. I'm 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 up for that, Jim. Before I before I give my final predictions, I'll come to you and, and ask the same score and first scorer.
4: I said earlier, head says we, we lose, heart says we win. Not Joe Hart, <clears throat> so I think we'll go. For, I think we'll get a draw. Two each. And I think uh, oh. um, one of the bad guys will score first. We'll, <laughs> we'll go 2-1 ahead. And then we'll lose an Anjdaf goal <laughs> in the last minute. And draw two each. Two
3: each. Ah, well, J- JP 2-1 Celtic. turnbo goal,
4: sorry. Turn for the first Celtic goal.
3: Turnbull for the first Celtic goal. I'll go with that for obvious reasons. I'll go turn for Celtic goal. And I'll agree with JP on YouTube and say Celtic 2-1. Um, if you're watching this uh, after the live broadcast obviously get your predictions in the comments below let us know what you think about the game uh obviously do it before the game on sunday because if you do it afterwards that's just cheating so um but thanks very much tony thanks very much jim for another interesting show and interesting broadcast and plenty to discuss as i said to everybody before who's watching on facebook youtube twitter and twitch thanks very much for getting involved hit the like and subscribe button on the State of Mind YouTube channel uh, where you can enter the monthly draw for a giveaway prize. Uh, Thanks, everybody. Mon the hoops, on to the weekend and to another victory. Cheers.